Welcome to a new edition of the brand called You. Today I have a young lady, a millennial, Tara Singh Bachani. Welcome to our show. Thank you, Ashish, for having me. Thank you. Tara is the executive chairman of Antara Senior Living. She's the director of Max India and Max Healthcare. Uh, she handles the overseas future business initiatives of Max Group, and she's involved in Liu Collection, uh, family hospital bu hospitality business in UK, South Africa, and Italy. Uh, Tara, tell us a little bit about your values of Seva Bhav, excellence and credibility. Help me understand this. Sure. Um, so actually, those were the values of the Max Group that got um, curated almost 15, 20 years ago. I actually then took inspiration from that and recrafted them for Antara, which is what I have been uh, responsible for. And um, the translation of that for Antara was Seva Bhav, brilliance, togetherness, mm -hmm. and responsible action. Mm -hmm. So if I may um, talk a bit about those verses, yeah. just the three. Yeah. Yeah. So Seva Bhav, you know, has been something that um, our family has felt quite rooted in. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think a lot of the Indian culture inspires you to think about seva. Um, and seva doesn't necessarily mean in a relationship that's inequal. It actually means in a relationship that is equal. Absolutely. The ability to be empathetic, the ability to be compassionate. And the work that we've done in the spaces that we are in require you to have that essence. And so when I started to work in the space of senior living, it was very, very critical and fundamental to me. So the idea of simply being able to put yourself in the other person's shoes and genuinely, therefore, serving them with, with full um, responsibility and, and passion. Um, brilliance, because, you know, in today's day and age, in a very competitive space, you have to excel. Um, and of course, that journey can have ups and downs, but um, you really have to create a certain standard for yourself individually before collectively you can grow and move forward as an organization. Uh, responsible action because the work we do is so sensitive. When you take the, the ownership of enhancing or protecting quality of life of somebody as they are getting older or in our healthcare business saving a life or insurance protecting somebody's life, you have to be responsible in every decision or thought that you take. Um, and togetherness is one which is very important to me personally. Um, I built the organization Antara and I've also tried to keep that in mind in the other work mm -hmm. that I do. Mm -hmm. That community and the concept of Sangat uh, is very critical to us. Uh, in your family, in your home, as a society, and a country, and a world. And that's where the value of togetherness very came from. Uh, while India is a very, very young country and everyone talks about the demographic dividend and senior, you know, a lot of people under 6, 30, 35. Um, I was reading an article which said that by 2030, we'll have almost 100 million people over 60. No, gee, we're already crossed 180 we've already million. Crossed? Okay. We'll be 220 million by, 200 and, uh, by 2030. 2030. So if that is the case, um, this is going to be a big challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, is that what Antara is wanting to address? Yes, absolutely. Um, when I started Antara, it came from actually a conversation I was having with somebody who was talking to me about how they wanted to get into this space in Southeast Asia. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to her, a very enterprising lady. She set up a fantastic service department entity in Hong Kong. 
And I said, why are we not thinking about this in India? And having grown up with two sets of grandparents um, who had all of the resources, but seeing what it did emotionally to their children and seeing their quality of life really erode as they were getting older. Um, it was that that sort of ticked in my mind. And I said, why are we not looking at this space? And um, the more I explored it, the less I, the, the, the more I realized how little there is for this demo, demography in India. Um, and therefore, in, in 2010, my hypothesis was that if I can create a community that can target all elements of wellness, and there are lots of theories about how you divide the concepts of wellness, but we looked at it from five or six elements of wellness. Um, and if we can curate that experience for people as they are getting older, I am sure I can make a positive impact in their aging in journey. Lives, yeah. Um, and, you know, it took five years just to get that right or wrong. But the point is to tick all the boxes I had set for myself. It took that time. And now I am there for the journey with Antara. And I sort of um, took a very conscious decision three months ago to step away as MD and CEO of Antara, which is the role I played all these years and become executive chairman and get somebody um, with probably more professional experience than I have. And... Um, so Rajat, who used to be our CEO of the healthcare business, I was able to convince him to come and be a small fish in a small pond after, you know, Goliath yeah. of healthcare. Yeah. And now the, the quest is really to be able to tap into um, all products and services that a senior would touch through mm -hmm. their life cycle. Uh, the goal would even be 10 years hence to be in different price segments. But for the moment, we're trying to develop the variety of products and services at a particular price point and then see how that evolves okay. over time. So tell me, you know, uh, you know multiple terms are used uh, from the old days of old age homes mm -hmm. to senior living to assisted living. Mm -hmm. What is the difference between these? So um, the concept of old age home was what we knew many, many years ago Correct. when they were thought of as places for destitutes, mm. people who weren't able to afford um, a better lifestyle, people who had been abandoned by their children. Mm. It, was a, it, it was really a place nobody ever wanted to go. Uh, those still exist because just the way you have orphanages sure. and you have, um, you know, healthcare for underprivileged, etc. It's sort of that category, sadly, that again gets no attention from the government. Uh, we then came up with a category called senior living. So the way you would have a category called hospitality or healthcare or insurance, the category that we wanted to create was called senior living. Underneath that, you have the purview of a gamut of offerings and services. In the residential concepts under the category of senior living, you essentially have independent living. You have assisted living and skilled nursing. Okay. All of those three things can exist independent of each other okay. or can all exist under an umbrella of what you would in America call a continuing care community. So Antara's first community in Dehradun is a continuing care community where all three all of, of these it. services exist. Mm -hmm. uh, and the category we exist in is called uh, senior living. So independent living would be a lifestyle choice. You understand that, you know, now I have a little bit more time. I want to live with like-minded people. Yeah. I want to do things that appeal to me. And then you know that as you get older, you will need more assistance. And at some stage, you may need full-time medical as well as well-being care. Mm. Uh, and the offering therefore, Nantara is to have this seamless integration and the seamless evolution of these services. Mm. So that's a little bit how you 
term the terms that are used in this so space. So I find a, you know I visited your Dehradun facility. So it's beautiful. Thank you. Um, I also find several people are wanting to do something similar mm-hmm. in Dehradun and other places. What is it that sets Antara apart from a lot of these other people? Um, I would say three things. A our lineage of always wanting to be in businesses or safe above. Sure. I think there is a little DNA component in that which is sometimes hard to replicate. And not to say it's good or it's bad. Sure. I think very often uh, we have been too emotional in our decision. Mm-hmm. We're too close to, to what we're trying to do. We put too much of ourselves in the middle of it. So it doesn't always make for great commercial um, outcomes. But I think that's a very deep-rooted um, characteristic that I think would make you successful in this space to perseverance. We have been beaten up in this journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our, our sales have had challenges. Our um, construction has had challenges. The training and the L&D of the people have had challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, customer acquisition and explaining to people the value of what we're trying to do. But we've just persevered. Mm-hmm. And I was actually sharing with a board member a couple of weeks ago. I said, Everybody tried to come and sort of push me to change the product. That I reduce the price here, change the service offering here, make it a freehold model, and I stuck my guns. Uh, so perseverance, I think, is something that would define you in this journey. Um, and uh, I, I think three is just really thinking about the high-level offering that we're trying to do. This can't just be a one-off. Uh, if you're serious about this industry and this space, you have to evolve into multiple products and services. Mm-hmm. So my sense is if you don't think big picture, it's probably harder to be successful in this space. I understand. Then there, there, there is definitely also a cultural aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Indians uh, have traditionally looked after parents. Yes. And it's a very difficult proposition to for a child to say, I'm going to send my parents to a senior living place. Mm-hmm. How do you handle this contradiction? Or is it that the elder people take a decision on their own? It's the latter. Okay. For five years of this journey, I have only spoken to the end user. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also because my concept is a little bit for the affluent. So by default, the client that I speak to is able to take the financial decisions for themselves. The projects that I'm now doing, this may have to shift. Okay. We are now equipping ourselves to have those conversations as well with children and, and other stakeholders. So for Antara Dehradun, um, our marketing, our focus, our reach was always to the end user and the dialogue over with them. They wanted to include children and yep. lawyers and doctors more than welcome. Mm-hmm. But we would always have the conversation with, with them. And, and Antara was created to create that sense of relevance and identity and independence. To say, I'm taking this decision for me, my lifestyle, my financial health, my physical and mental well-being. But obviously, as I start evolving products and services, I will have to make this shift and I will learn how to deal with that a little bit better. But the truth is, both qualitatively and quantitatively, the quality of life that a senior can live in, and the word seniors also, to be honest, um, sometimes it doesn't work for us because the lifestyle we're trying to give our clients is, doesn't really, is not age specific. But the truth is that the quality of life in communities like this, in ecosystems like this, are far better than being in your home, assuming your children are going to take care of you. 
because you are at two very different stages of your life Correct. the conversation itself is different let alone the physical and 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 medical and emotional needs yeah, yeah. and um, i think expectations absolutely you know, the people have a certain expectation from kids which does not necessarily meet absolutely um, and nuclear families are evolving families. more and more children are living away from yeah. their parents yeah. um so there is as you know people say in india there are every product and every service actually has a correct, audience correct so i'm i'm sort of part of a yeah. niche at the moment so let me ask you another question and i've discussed this uh, whole issue, point of senior living uh, with a lot of friends um with the evolution of condominiums mm-hmm. um and the fact that you know most of us who live in condominiums have our children living far away mm-hmm. and therefore there is a lot of dependence on friends if you have an issue and in our case uh, from laburnum max hospital is less than 500 meters away yes how do you uh, reconcile the fact that a lot of people living in condominiums are living in areas which are beginning to age mm-hmm. and therefore our homes are becoming something like assisted living homes right ji i think that the condominium offering is is definitely makes us think about what antara does and the differentiators mm-hmm. i think the core difference is in the care aspect of it the condos have a physical infrastructure they have your security guard at the gate but at the really at a time that an emergency were to occur or you would start to need full time care the processes and the ecosystem that we provide a condo cannot provide two we really curated our residents to build that sense of community i recently hosted all our residents in antara and after two years of them living together i could finally tell that they knew more about each other than i knew about them Wonderful. and i take personal uh, effort in getting to know each of my mm-hmm. residents and so they knew each other's day they knew what issues they were having and they were pitching in I don't think condominiums can do that can primarily do. because the age profile is very, so different um and therefore that sense of community that a senior living on Tara can create a condominium cannot create um and three is the feeling of relevance you know every resident in Antara is our prime focus and we can therefore curate our engagement activities our hardware our training our L&D all to understand that residents need of course there's a level of differentiation even between mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. but we are not also trying to service a child and their safety Correct. and their well-being Correct. or a 30 35 year old who's having parties in their apartments which mm-hmm. they should mm-hmm. uh, and therefore that focus can create a lifestyle that's that's different to a intergenerational mm-hmm. in a condominium but at the same time having interactions with people of different ages is also important and so we do that as a plug and play we've opened up antara in deradun for example for club memberships to people in and around deradun who want to come in and go um we have you know programs with children that come in so we create that level of intersection but our service focus is on a potential uh, on a specific age group so just a thought for you um, you know if you were to look at just the module that offers incredible amount of service under the antara brand and if you were to offer that module to the condominiums across the whole country mm-hmm. you may be able to address but that's a different uh, See, it's definitely something we've thought about okay. the issue here is people are not willing to pay for just mm-hmm. the service 
and that's something we struggle with even yeah. in our community yeah. in there yeah. um and so maybe with time as people understand that things are not free mm. and you know india is evolving and changing and things will get more and more expensive we'd be able to do the service module without anything else mm. but in isolation of the hardware it's getting harder it it is hard mm. to get people to pay for that service i agree and are you building more antaras around india yes we are ji so okay. um really the key to getting rajat in is uh, mdco vantara was to take you know a five year plan that i had created uh, and i went to my board and i said if we are you know clear this is where we want to go i need a pair of hands and and a, and a brain and an experience to be able to do it mm-hmm. so we are actually hoping to um enhance and add more communities like deradu and also get into a few new verticals okay. we're a few months away from formal board approval so i won't spend too no. much time on that but we really are very focused on antara 2.0 at this point fantastic good luck thank you so uh, tara moving to the next uh, business that you handle um, and i'm not sure if i'm getting the pronunciation right is it leo or Leo, how do you pronounce it? It's Leo. Leo, Leo oh. Hospitality. G. I had no idea that the Max Group, which is so big, has a presence in hospitality as well. G. So I will, I will do a clarification here. So A, the Leo Collection is part of the. It's not part of the publicly listed entities of Max sure. or that brand. Sure. It's um, a privately created and mm. run business that actually my father is completely handling. Okay. um sahil and myself uh, my husband sahil and myself are on the board mm-hmm. and we support in different spaces mm-hmm. but because it has an international footprint and my father's always been passionate about hospitality mm-hmm. as if i've been this is sort of his been his baby okay. for the last 3 uh, to 4 years so it's very much him mm-hmm. he runs it like he is the ceo okay. and what does it mean the, the so word so liu actually is afrikaans for lion Ah. and our surname singh yeah. is also yeah. um lion yeah. and so it started off in south africa as a passion project it was literally a home, uh, you know piece of land my father bought uh, to build a family home and over the years it became um, a manifestation of all of his hospitality wow. aspirations and so it took on an afrikaans name but since then we acquired a, hosp- uh, a hotel in the uk and we're building something in florence which okay. will be ready in 2 years um any so chance of seeing Leo in India? Gee, it's a debate we have. Okay. My father always says that if I want to do something in India, um he would, you know, we would do it together. Mm. But I think at this point my father's enjoying having a life sure. outside of India. Sure. And I think for him after having invested 40 50 years of his life in building things here, he was looking for a bit of a breather mm. and yeah. a change. Yeah. So for the moment nothing in planned in India yeah. but you never What know. What is a quite essential businessman? I mean he's built so many businesses. I'm yes. sure this will be another big one he will build. Yes, so that are moving uh, again now to a little bit about uh, startups and entrepreneurship. Okay. You have seen you know big business you're building your own startup Antara you're looking at other opportunities. What are some of the mistakes that you see uh, a lot of young startup entrepreneurs make? Okay. um so it's almost awkward to be giving sort of this gyan because one is still discovering one's old uh, entrepreneurial our own entrepreneurial journey i think maybe if i look at myself yeah. and i apply that uh i think a not being cost conscious enough um you know at a time when i started antara as an example i had the umbrella of max i had the capital management was happening at the board level mm. 
and I really wanted to play the role of a CEO. So I always extracted myself as promoter, but as a real professional CEO, and all my mentors helped me do that. I think we weren't cost effective or cost conscious enough, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs do that. Um, I think you have to be very frugal to 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 keep in this race for a long time. Yeah. Two, I think really surrounding yourself with people who are more intelligent than you. Hmm. I think ego in an entrepreneurial journey is a disaster. Um, humble pie and humility will get you further away. So okay. ask questions. What you don't know, really educate yourself to know. What you think you just can't do, admit to doing it, and therefore build a very solid network of people around you who keep stripping you of your ego and keep pushing you, you know, up up ahead. Um, and three would be be very very passionate about what you want to do. Correct. If you don't wake up every morning feeling convinced that what you're going to do is changing the life of your end user, just abort. Don't be scared to abort and start again. Um, I think people are far more supportive of those who are transparent and honest about what they can and cannot do than those who sort of you know think that just by speaking more and 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 Correct. you know advertising yourself more Correct. that you will be able to convince yes. the person. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Yeah. So these would be my three learnings. Well, very 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 wise words indeed. And you. you know you spoke about ego. I mean ego is something which. Uh, I have also spoken a lot about in my guardian days. Okay. I used to tell all the young people, when you leave home in the morning for the store, take off your ego and hang it on the hook behind your bathroom door. So there's no place for ego in a retail store. Absolutely, you said it very rightly. So uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, failure. Mm-hmm. Um, congratulations on becoming a young mother now. Thank you. Um, and uh, one of the things that I often say that Indian parents, or for that matter, Asian parents, have so much expectation from children that they just keep saying, "You have to win. You have to come first. Um, and therefore, when failure happens, and we have some classical examples of failure, where in a recent case, a very very big entrepreneur took the extreme step. Mm-hmm. What are your views on teaching failure? to uh, younger people and particularly to startup entrepreneurs. Gee, so one of the areas that I am finding myself getting very, very um, deep into is, is learning and education. So um, I actually recently became the managing trustee of our foundation, completely recharted its mandate. We now focus completely on education and organizations who are sort of veterans in that space. I'm looking to get into the early learning space and build out some early schools. And one of the projects that we do under the foundation is a concept of sea learning, which is in collaboration with His Holiness of the Dalai Lama and MU University, where we've created a curriculum that becomes a parallel curriculum to the existing curriculums in school. And that curriculum really focuses on social, emotional, ethical learning, which is under the umbrella of compassion-based learning. With very simple nuances and, and ideas of the concept of existing as human beings in this society, and one of the things that it deals with is the concept of failure. Amazing. And so, having gone through two years of being a mum, also being very deep rooted in the concept of education and my own spiritual awareness and practice, I think the concept of failure for me doesn't scare me mm-hmm. at all. Wonderful. Not it doesn't scare me uh, for me personally, and it doesn't scare me in terms of raising 
uh, you know, Veda, that's the name of my daughter. Um, and I really, really think that we have to not even give the term that much importance Correct. because I think the more we do it, the more it highlights that it is therefore sitting across the table mm. from success. And um, I haven't even my expectation, for example, from Veda is really to just be a joyful person. Mm. And if that means she wakes up every day and joy comes from staring at the trees, uh, growing vegetables or cleaning the house, so be it. So be it. And true. that is really the only expectation I have. Yeah. And and to always be mindful of life around her, uh, both plants and animals and other human beings, but just being mindful that other people exist in her ecosystem. So that's really my expectation. And therefore, the concept of failure for me uh, hasn't come in as something I have to deal with yet. But I'm sure once she starts school, uh, and the rat race begins. It will have to be something that I have to deal with differently than I am today. Uh, and I will learn as I go along. So, so there are a few more questions for you personally. Now. Yes. Um, uh, you said that you love traveling. Mm -hmm. Tell me the top three destinations Please. that you like to go to. So I think Loving traveling and needing to travel has now just become part of one's life and we're very fortunate to have that ability to to see the world and, and experience lots of things. Uh, I lived in Singapore, I went to university there. Okay. Um, so it continues to be, you know, top of my list. It gives me a, a huge sense of comfort um, and I really enjoy it for all of the things Singapore offers. Mm -hmm. Two, I am a ocean and a sea baby. So where there is water, I will be in it. Um, and um, there's a Balearic island called Formentera, mm -hmm. uh, which is the most beautiful water. So for me, that would be definitely up on my list. Okay. And um, I think three for me would, would be South Africa. I, uh, through our journey of my father building what he's done there, I've come to really love the country and the people in the country. So I would say these yeah. three would be my, I, I'm not very adventurous yet because I spent many years working and so time was limited to where one traveled and now with a little one, we're a little less adventurous. But I do try to do a new place in India and one new place internationally every year. Wonderful. So that keeps the sort of the awareness wonderful, consistent. Wonderful. So tell me, you know, with so many businesses um, that you handle and new things you're looking at, how do you manage work-life balance? Gee, I think calendar and pre-scheduling. Okay. Um, I like my father really do like to know what is happening next. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not spontaneous at all. Uh, and so once or twice when I have been spontaneous, that joy has been quite phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, but, I, but I really find the work-life balance comes from A, really planning as best that you can. Always knowing there's a God above you that will shake all of it up mm -hmm. and not giving therefore too much importance, but at least attempting yeah. it. Um, two, I am very particular about the people I spend time with and I'm finding more and more, I'm becoming more and more clear about saying yes and no. The problem is becoming there's a lot to say yes to, genuinely. So there's also balance that I have to find there. And three is keeping Sundays very um, sacrosanct. Very private. Um, for me, that is something that Correct. I really encourage Sahil and I to do because we really do need that. Uh, as a family and individually and these I think three things that I do at this point in time to keep that balance. Terrific, terrific. 
So Tara, my last question yeah. to you. Um, you know, a lot of us fail, a lot of us learn. You're very, very young and yet I'm sure you faced some challenges. What have been your learnings from some of the mistakes or failures that you have had? Um, gee, I think firstly to always admit uh, what I could have done better. And in Antara specifically, there's a lot I could have done differently and better. And so part of, you know, earning the right to grow has been to admit that. So I think one learning has always been uh, to really stop, reflect and just just document those learnings and find solutions to them without making those mistakes again. Two, I think um, a learning for me has been to always stay very close to your client and your end user and really understand what it is that they want. I think the assumption that you can influence um, a consumer to think like you or to buy what you're selling because you believe in it is actually again coming back to sure. the concept of ego and arrogance. So I think really hear your hear your customer and what they really really need and don't superimpose what you think they need on them. Uh, and three gratitude. Uh, I think the fundamental learning I have is that if you're grateful or you work towards being grateful for everything that you have been given, your perspective on everything evolves. Uh, and that in itself takes a lot of work and I'm grateful for the gurus in my life and, and my mentors and uh, my family. Um, but that, that attitude of gratitude, as cliche as that statement is, I find has really been a big learning for me to take me through all the challenges and ups and downs that have come one's way. Wonderful. Tara, thank you very much. Thank it's you. been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Lots of luck to you, to Antara and to all your businesses. Thank you very much, Ashutosh. This has been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Brand Called You podcast. Be sure to visit tbcy.in to join the conversation, access show notes and discover fantastic bonus content. You can follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Simply search for The Brand Called You. Thank you and see you next week.